0: Hey friends, Uh, wow, I have started a new series and this is gonna be a good one. I feel like there's lots of great direction to go here. Uh, We recently rebranded our ministry. We are called Gospel Ministries. And so I thought, what better place to start than the gospel, period. That's our new series. I'm super, super, super excited about it. Uh, And today we're going to be talking about icebreakers. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to jump right into things right now. So here we go. Okay, guys. Well, uh, hey, um, we're back better than ever amen. Super, super fun stuff going on here that guy that you just heard right there uh saying amen he's been saying that to me for many 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 years oh yeah out there in the congregation whether it's i meant it or not the one and only uh oh my goodness i i flashed to the right it's a surprise it's a, <laughs> it's a surprise it's a, it's a yes. gospel surprise so I, I i went to the wrong camera but maybe it was on purpose this is ryan we're I super excited so. that you're here today man yeah all right Ryan. Yeah, ryan rinko <laughs> Wave to the camera. He's gonna be joining us today. And uh the one and only Don Medicus. Hey. Don, we're so excited that you're here with us. Uh yeah. <laughs> so we got Don and we got Ryan and uh like here's uh here's all of us right here. Yeah, we're just uh we're here gonna we're gonna have some fun in the studio today, right? Amen. Yeah, what do you think there? I, I think I should call you Mr. Amen. Amen. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that, Ryan?
1: Amen. He doesn't know what to do. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah.
0: We're a bunch of churchgoers around here. So, uh, yeah, yeah, man. Um, kind of took a little bit of time off for the holidays and just really been praying about, like, what direction to go in. Of course, we had some fun series that we did mm-hmm. last year. Um, I, I'm always tempted to call them sermon series because they kind of are. Um, it's, it's just that this is technically a podcast, and, but I, I look at this like a sermon. So, uh, I've got my Bible right in front of me here and, uh, we stand on the word of God in this podcast. And so we'd like to, uh, we'd like to start there. That's our authority. Uh, the word of God. I like to unpack things. I think I'm just a preacher at heart. So, uh, we'll just say it's a sermon series. So the gospel period, the gospel period, that's what it is. So, uh, so basically I think as an intro, um, we're going to talk about icebreakers today. What's what's a good icebreaker when you're trying to share the gospel? How do you do this? How do you share the gospel? Um, as somebody who was a youth pastor of many years, icebreakers were kind of a big deal because you would have like you'd, you'd get all the kids in there. They're all amped up, and you know they're they're sort of uh, you're you're getting ready to to to. Do a Bible study, but you've got to have an icebreaker to just to kind of get their attention focused. Sometimes an icebreaker could be like a game to kind of get the wiggles out.
2: Mm-hmm. You
0: know what I mean? So that they're, uh, they're kids and they get get rid of some of their energy. Uh, but I think an icebreaker is sort of uh, can be an important thing in sharing your your gospel message. And um, uh, I, I I also personally have had a little bit of a propensity for icebreakers in my videos. Um, we did a fun one. Actually, Ryan helped me shoot this one over the uh, Christmas break where I was kind of flying around. So uh, did some nice camera work there, man. I appreciate that. Give you some applause. Nice, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll show that video here in a minute. But basically, <laughs> uh, it just, basically that's an icebreaker. It's, it's kind of an introduction. And I want to talk about that. Don, uh, what, what are your thoughts on introductions when we're sharing the gospel? Any, uh,
2: I think you want to try to grab them as yeah. soon as you feasibly can.
0: Like, like physically grab them?
2: Uh, no. <laughs> Verbally. But, uh, one of my things is I'll say, where are you going to be in a thousand years from today? Yeah. Ooh. And they'll look at me and they say, what do you mean by that? I said, well, you're going to be somewhere. You're yeah. either going to be in heaven, hell. You're not going to be alive. Yeah. So where are you going to be?
0: Well, that's a, that's a good icebreaker right there. My friend, I, I can and appreciate then I go that. on from yeah. there. What about you, Ryan? You ever have any, uh, use any good icebreakers?
1: Uh, one icebreaker I would say for me is, um, I would say start in a form of a question, uh, by asking simply this is what is the meaning of life?
0: Ooh, that's a good one, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, the apostle Paul used an icebreaker and this is, um, uh, this is a scripture that I've looked at many times on this particular podcast because, uh, we have looked at his example. Uh, the apostle Paul is just, he's, he's a, a, large figure in the scriptures, particularly in the New Testament. And I've just kind of been just really uh, kind of obsessed with looking at his ministry model. What made this guy tick? I mean, he spent all kinds of time in jail. Um, I feel like Paul, as a human being, sort of as an apostle, as somebody, as an evangelist, he sort of flies in the face of much of what we do in terms of ministry today. Because we're sort of, we're trying to portray... Nice Jesus to people. Jesus was nice. Uh, Maybe a better term to use when we're talking about Jesus is kind. Mm -hmm. Because I think today people are obsessed with being nice. And the term nice is very relative. Um, It's not a bad thing. Of course, I would never tell anyone, don't be nice. I would teach my son to be nice. Uh, But you know, I think we're a little over obsessed with being nice today. Politically correct, I mean, it leads to political correctness. We're trying not to offend anybody. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe you could even take this as far as to say that some of this stuff has contributed to what we call cancel culture today, where people are just, you know, sort of living in fear of not being nice or not being seen or perceived as nice. But Jesus was kind. The Apostle Paul talked about being kind, and and so I and so Paul, he just he's just an interesting figure. You know, right. he's somebody who. He basically he like he ends up in jail multiple times um throughout the course of his life trying to do something kind and sharing the gospel. Mm-hmm. So I just think all of that said he's been a fascinating figure to me and in the book of Acts the apostle Paul actually has this interesting interaction with the Athenians um ancient Athens it's an ancient pagan city and he uses an icebreaker with them. Now, uh, in this instance that we're going to read about in Acts chapter 17 here, he doesn't hold back from the whole gospel. I've seen people get stuck on the icebreaker. Pastors get stuck on the icebreaker where they're just really, you know, they, they want to kind of say something cute and nice and so on, but not really take the gospel all the way in and, and take it home and ride it home. Uh but Paul does that. He does that in this particular passage we're going to read. He, however, does use an icebreaker. And so we're going to uh, take a look at that right now. In Acts chapter 17, beginning of verse 16 here, we see. Uh, now, now, this is kind of how Paul ended up in Athens. He was he was running for his life. And uh, he ends up here alone. So we, we read, while Paul was waiting for them in Athens. This is his other church friends. He was greatly distressed to see that the city was full of idols, so he reasoned in the synagogue with both Jews and Gentile, excuse me, God-fearing Greeks or Gentiles, as well as in the marketplace. See, these are important concepts for us to get right here. He's reasoning with them in the marketplace. The church should be preaching in the marketplace today. Day by day, with those who happen to be there, a group of Epicurean and Stoic philosophers, I mean, so this is the philosophies of the day. We've got our philosophies of our day. They began to debate with him. Some of them asked, what is this babbler trying to say? Others remarked, He seems to be advocating foreign gods, so this would have been foreign gods to them, the one true God to us, uh, and the one true God, period, the gospel, period. They said this because Paul was preaching the good news about Jesus and the resurrection, so he's preaching the gospel. Then they took him and brought him to a meeting in the Areopagus where they said to him, may we know what this new teaching is that you're presenting. You are bringing some strange ideas to our ears, and we would like to know what they mean. All of the Athenians and the foreigners who lived there spent their time doing nothing but talking about and listening to the latest ideas. So this is just kind of a little bit of context for us here. Setting the stage, Paul's running for his life. He was thrown in jail in Philippi, so he went on to Thessalonica where they tried to kill him. So he left there, he fled to Berea. The Thessalonican Jews followed him to Berea, (laughs) so then he runs to Athens. Uh, he ends up there by himself, and he's so filled with anxiety when he looks at the city that he he just feels this need to start pushing out, pushing outward. I think this is what the church needs to do today: push outward, mm-hmm. start pushing outward, and 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 see what happens, see what God does. Uh, so so Paul starts pushing outward. He goes into the marketplace immediately. Um, I I talked about how we did that with billboard campaigns this year. You know, you you can do that on Facebook. You can do it in your marketplace. You could do it in your place of work. You could do it in your family. Your family could be a a sort of marketplace. Uh, Your church could be a sort of marketplace. Whatever your marketplace is, your sphere of influence, okay? But I think collectively from a church perspective, we should be pushing out into the community, not just sort of you know, hoping that a it change, it's going to it's gonna change and, you know, they're going to start doing something different. Like Paul pushed out, mm-hmm. okay? He, he wasn't afraid to do that. And uh, so he, he ends up in Athens. He ends up in this place called the Areopagus. And he is, uh, he's, he's there kind of giving his little gospel presentation, his PowerPoint presentation, uh, his Jesus presentation. So he does that and uh, we're going to take a look at what happened next week. Right now. So we see in verse 22, it says, Paul stood up in the meeting of the Areopagus and said, People of Athens, I see that in every way you are very religious. For as I walked around and looked carefully at your objects of worship, I found, uh, I even found an altar with this inscription to an unknown God. So you are ignorant of the very thing that you are trying to worship. And this is what I'm going to proclaim to you. So, Ryan, I'm going to throw you a question right now. Uh, Paul, he's, he's using a little icebreaker here. We, we talked about icebreakers, just a point of entry. Paul's giving his PowerPoint presentation for Jesus here in the Areopagus. And he starts off with this, hey, hey, guys, I see you are very religious. You've got lots of statues around here, lots of gods that you're associating with uh tell me about that uh and i also noticed a statue to an unknown god so what you don't know i have come here to proclaim to you was paul in doing this complimenting them uh complimenting their their paganism
1: I I think, honestly, uh, from Paul's perspective is, well, when you operate in the truth and wisdom of Christ um, and not our own, number one, you have a a different perspective and a different understanding. Sure. But I honestly think that he was um, outraged. And then number two is just like, guys, what are you doing? Um, You know, why are you guys uh, creating altars to these false gods, things and whatnot? And he's trying to show them ultimately the truth.
0: Yeah, absolutely, uh, 100%. Um, in fact, if you actually go on to read the verses that we just looked at, you see that he does in verses 24 and following. He presents the gospel. In, in verse 31, he says, he's set a day where he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed, talking about Jesus. So Paul clearly preaches that he doesn't hold back here. He's talking about a coming judgment. Right. Um, he's actually he's, he's imposing the scriptural narrative—he's laying it over top of their narrative with all their gods, like you just said, Ryan. He's preaching the gospel, yeah. But maybe, like you said, just trying to be a little sensitive in terms of the way he's doing it. He's giving the, a little bit of an icebreaker, maybe a little mm-hmm. bit of a hook. Uh, he is, of course, not saying, "Guys, great job on your paganism," right, Don? Right. Yeah, he's not. He's not saying, "Great job on your paganism." He's he's just he's just being kind, right? And he, he's just looking for a way mentally, ideologically, to get his foot in the door. So that's all he's doing. But he does nonetheless use an icebreaker. So we, we t- we've we talked about icebreakers a little bit already. So this this is Paul's icebreaker. Uh, uh, what do you think, Don, the importance is of an icebreaker, I guess? When you see Paul's approach here, he doesn't hold back from sharing the gospel. I mean, what do you, why do you think it... Could be important to use an icebreaker.
2: Well, the thing of it is you want to get them into yeah. what you're trying to bring across. Totally. Yeah. You have to open them up to that and you have to kind of like shake them up to a certain extent yeah. to get into it. And I think they were scared. They didn't know who to really mm-hmm. worship. Yeah. So they just had all these gods, and one of them has to be right or all of them have to be right. Yeah. And then when Paul comes in and he says, No, none of these are right, yeah. basically. It's the one unknown God that you don't even know that mm-hmm. you have up there. So right away, he's all of a sudden he took their world that was broad and he brought it all the way down to just one. Yeah, and that was Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And and so like, I, I totally agree with you. I think it's it's that's sort of our way in, and you do have to think about that because I I think when we look at church, and sometimes some of these. You know, these larger churches, sometimes mega churches, we call them mega churches, or some of these churches that I think are probably uh, trying to be sensitive to people, uh, that's not such a bad thing. Because when we're try as long as we're preaching the gospel, we do need to think about how we present it. I mean, it's not one of those kind of things where you just say, hey, screw you, do you want to come to know Jesus? And I do feel like there probably there's been situations where I've felt like that was sort of the attitude that maybe, you know, a particular Christian had or a church or maybe a, a preacher that I was listening to one day. Um we've all had those, you know, maybe where we heard somebody and we didn't feel like it was the most sensitive way of preaching the gospel. Now, of course, that can be uh, you know, put out of whack um where people are they're not they are they're being too sensitive, right. right? And and the sensitivity becomes probably in some sense in some uh, instances this the, the sensitive nature in which we are supposed to share the gospel, uh it, it becomes the gospel or it becomes associated with the gospel right. to the point where Jesus is just a non-offender, and I think nothing. Uh, could be more untrue about jesus about the apostle paul about some of these maniacs that got saved in the first century and all gave their lives for this this truth this gospel truth this bible truth um that they knew they did often offend Mm -hmm. so how do we you know how do we know where to uh how do we know where that line is when we i think
2: you have to do it in love yeah when you come to somebody and you're going to talk to them about the lord or scriptures, or anything like that. You should come at it from a point of love, that you're not doing it to beat them over the head with the Bible, per se, but you're coming to them with love, and you're trying to show them Who and what is the real way? Yeah. Because Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, that no man comes under the Father except through me. And I think we need to look at it that way, that Jesus, the only people that he really got in their face was the scribes, the Pharisees, and that, and with the people, he didn't do that. Yeah. He was more loving and kind. and. You know, and I think that's what we have to do because some of these people don't know what's going on. Even if they are going to church,
0: right? Right. They
2: they really don't have a grip on it. Yeah. So we so, have to try to be, you know, soft.
0: Yeah, yeah. But
2: we can't be sure. worried about if they're snowflakes,
0: right? Because right. if they are
2: and they melt, oh well. Yeah. You know, yeah they so have to get it right.
0: Definitely. I mean, a little bit of balance to what we right. uh, what we have to do. Any thoughts on that, Ryan? How do we strike that balance?
2: Uh, how
1: do you strike that balance? Uh, honestly, I I completely agree with what he said, but I also want to add this into is that uh, in certain aspects, when it comes to actually preaching the word where you could say, okay, this is kind of the line where you would say, all right, draw that with how Jesus did with the people. Now I will also say too is maybe more on a closer relationship side, you could say, hey brother, uh, you know, I've been kind of noticing what you've been getting into and then kind of, you know, back with scripture and things like that. But again, out
0: of that love,
1: Mm -hmm. um, then you could say, hey, Show them the right way. Uh, there's a certain time and place where you know you just—it's not that you're sugar coating it, but you just. Uh, limit the amount of or the extent of what you go into, and then there's another time where, again, on a more personal level, where you can pull them aside and uh, teach them a deeper level of word when it comes to either correction or things like that or whatever they're in. Yeah, one
0: hundred percent, man. You know, and um, I, I think I, I guess it's all about balance. Right. And so when we're talking about the gospel, I think that's what this idea of icebreakers—that's kind of what it's about. It's a, it's a, it's about yeah. We are supposed to share the gospel. Sometimes we get the impression from from people that you're just supposed to do that, boom, hit me. You know, sometimes, and I know, Don, you're, you're like this, and I'm the same way. Hit me right between the eyes with the truth, right? Yeah. <laughs> just like a shotgun, baby. Put it right there. I want to know the truth. And, and we say that to our pastors. A lot of us do. Um, maybe there's some of you out there, you don't want your pastor to hit you right between the <laughs> eyes when he's preaching. But uh, you know. But, but there's, there's a certain se- segment of us out there that we, we just want to hear the truth. We don't, want it, we don't want it to be sugar-coated. We just want to hear the truth. But the reality is, uh, Jesus wasn't a jerk. Right. Jesus wasn't a jerk. I, I did a whole sermon series last year, Mean Jesus, but I you know, kept saying over and over and over again, this doesn't mean Jesus was a jerk. The whole, the whole idea behind Mean Jesus is that some of the things he did were perceived as offensive in his day. That's why they killed him. Right. And so that's the part that we miss oftentimes today. It's that controversial side of Jesus, and it's there. It's there. His disciples fell away. Many people, he'd give a teaching. A lot of people, it says in John chapter 6, he talked about, eat my flesh, drink my blood. Mm-hmm. You Was know, Jesus a vampire? What's going on here? Does he want us to be vampires? And it says many people left him that day and followed right. him no longer. So, so we see these things you know, going on uh, often in, uh, in, in, in the Bible story, but we don't necessarily acknowledge them. So I think it's about finding balance. Right, I, I think we have to have that. The icebreaker, to me, is sort of the cushion, maybe, on the front end of the gospel, where you're not just coming in with your fist and going, okay, believe in Jesus, where I'm going to punch you in the face. And I, I kind of feel like that's what the icebreaker is. The, the icebreaker is sort of that cushion. Hi, how you doing? My name's Pastor AJ. I want to tell you about this Jesus that I know. And so it's kind of the cushion on the front end. And, right. uh, you know, I, I think probably just in light of some of the things we just said and some of the things I heard you guys saying here, that's that's really what we're looking for is balance and sharing the gospel. So think about the way you share the gospel with people. Uh, think about your lifestyle. Your lifestyle can be the icebreaker. It might right. cause somebody to ask you a question about why you go to church or why you didn't flip out and lose your mind uh, when you were going through a hard time last year, you know, so... There's lots of different ways to do that. Um, again, icebreakers have been a big thing to me here on this show. In fact, um, that I just feel like in terms of the direction that we've gone in, the direction that my ministry has gone in after serving Jesus for over 20 years, actually 23 years this year in ministry, full-time ministry serving Jesus, um, just jumped into video production a couple of years ago, jumped into it, and looking at the new year here, uh, I thought it might be fun to look at some of the icebreakers that I've used, some of my video mm-hmm. icebreakers. Huh? what do you what do you think about that, Ryan? Yeah, uh, yeah, one that, you, uh, one that you one that you kind of helped me with. So, uh, so let's take a look at that one right now. And then here's what I thought we can do. You can do this. Feel free to comment on this and let us know what your thoughts are. But I, I'm gonna we're gonna take a vote. We're gonna take a three man vote on. The number one icebreaker that I use this year. I want to show you the one first that we just got done doing at Christmas time. This was a lot of fun, and, uh, uh, and so we'll we'll just kind of show you what I mean by that, and then I'll I'll show you my favorite ones, which uh, we've done over the last about a year and a half or so going into 2023. Uh, you'll notice too when I show you some of these other ones how young Jake looks. But here's one we just did for Christmas. I got to get back to record an episode. You're right there, right. Ooh. It is kinda of weightless. Yeah. It is gonna take me forever to get back to my studio. Oh <laughs> So uh that was that was our little video that we shot. Uh Ryan and I actually did that like right over in this room adjacent to the studio which is in my house uh right over here. Um and I thought it was funny too because you could kind of hear the echo in the audio, mm-hmm. but we're so, I'm on the moon where there would be clearly no echo. In fact, I don't think you'd have sound. Would you have sound up there? Uh, how supposedly would that work? there's no air up there? Okay. So. <laughs> but uh, hey, I got superhero powers so it doesn't matter. I mean, how does Superman breathe up there for crying right. out loud? Right? That's a good question. He just don't. He <laughs> You just don't. Nice one. So uh, yeah, so you kind of get a feel for what I'm what I'm doing here. And you know, the idea of an icebreaker that just it's really just a fun way. um, At Christmas time, that was a fun way to talk about Christmas collisions. Because that was the video that we did, Don, Mm -hmm. remember, uh, looking at three different uh, relationship collisions that we had, I think between Mary and the baby Jesus, between Herod and the baby Jesus and the shepherds and the baby Jesus. There was a collision. They collided with the baby Jesus. So that was me having a collision. Right. That was an icebreaker. I didn't
2: know you could fly. (laughs)
0: Well, now you know. So here is – now, this is a video that I shot uh, digging back a little bit, about a year and a half, with my son, Jake. You'll notice that uh, his hair is different. He looks different, his voice is a little different. He's all grown up now, and I'm a dad, so I do wanna show some of these just to, uh, you And you know, wanna brag, come on. I do wanna brag, absolutely. So here's, here's video number two. We actually shot this when Jake got his albino hedgehog. Hey, Jake. Hey. What you doing?
1: I'm working on some homework.
0: Cool, man. How's the new hedgehog?
1: Oh, he's good.
0: Cool. Archie, <laughs> he's an albino. Can I see him? Yeah. Cool. He's spiky. Oh man, but he's kind of cute, dude. He's kind of cute. Look at the, He's like, look at those little red eyes. His albino is showing through. Mm-hmm. Man, And he's so active. Wow. So fun. Kind of reminds me of Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> what the? Oh my. I, dude, I think he just pooped on me. Oh. <laughs> take your hedgehog, man. Take your hedgehog. You know what? This is so frustrating. Oh, my gosh. Oh. oh, that's so frustrating. I feel like I need to get some fresh air. Okay, so the, the point of that one was I think that, you know, of course, the, I didn't show the ending video the, at the end of that uh, after I gave a little, you know, sermonette uh, in the park that day. I reconciled with Jake, but the whole point of that one was um, was 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 did you ever step in it? Don't step in it, right? I kind of stepped in it the way I uh, yelled at Jake there on the way out because his hedgehog uh, pooped in my hand, and so that was kind of that was the message. What do you what do you think about that one, Ryan? That, Any thoughts? That,
1: that was a good one. Uh, yeah. You know, you can go in many different areas with that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, I liked it. Could have,
0: could have stepped in a pile of dung. Could have done that. Could have. D- d- I thought dung it kind of stunk. It- <laughs> you thought what?
2: I thought it kind of stunk. <laughs> <laughs> now
0: I thought it was a good video, Don. Well, I thought I it thought, was good. Well, but it thank stunk. you. It was good, but what it stunk. he did in your hand, it stunk. Yeah, it, it definitely did. Yeah, he didn't actually poop in my hand. No, I, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but uh, but anyways, yeah. So that was uh, that was one thing that I you know you know what kills me is just seeing how much Jake's grown up. That right. Kills. That's a that absolutely kills me. But uh, but I think you could see from that and from the previous one, you know, a fun icebreaker. So so I mean, what's it? We've looked at two videos so far. What's a what's a kind of a, a takeaway? How can you make your own icebreaker, Ryan? I mean, what could somebody do? They don't have to make a video, but
1: like it like I think uh, I mentioned before, my icebreaker for me uh, is, you know, Why are we on this earth, and uh, what is the meaning of life? And simply the answer to that question, and I actually asked the Lord this a while back. Literally, what is the meaning of life? Like, why are we here? And he says simply the meaning of life is to choose it. To choose life means to choose Christ. But uh, using a icebreaker or, uh, at least for me, a question-wise gets people kind of thinking. Okay, where are you going with this? And as you go more into the message, you start piecing it together, then you can either, you know— uh, put the kicker right in the beginning or kind of uh, fade it out towards the middle or end and, and kind of give like a um, uh, a conclusion or things like that but uh, I think it's just it's this is what I love is that the Lord made us all unique and we have everything everybody has something that can offer and everybody's unique in their way of how they teach and preach and uh, you know find what works but also too simply just ask the Lord
0: yeah yeah 100% man and I, I, th- I think reason or purpose behind what you're saying you know, yes. like that's you, you, like asking somebody that question, like why am I here? Uh, you understand your purpose in knowing Christ, and I'm thinking about that verse uh, that Peter said: that uh, always be ready to give a reason, mm-hmm. right? A reason for the hope that you have, and so that's what you're saying. Like, like as a Christian, if you're wondering, like the importance of an icebreaker for you, what is that? It's it's just your way of. Introducing the idea of talking about the gospel. If you're not good at conceptually talking about some some of the things, like you know the, the gospel, um, you should at least be able to, you know, explain why somebody should go to church with you. And, and I think maybe that could be a good place to start. Like, the, what's yeah. the reason? What's the reason? What, what is your reason for going to church? If I were to ask you right now, why do you go to church? Well, because I like it, because it makes me feel good. Well, and it, it makes you feel good for a reason, because you're, God's filling up your soul. You, you feel purposeless without Jesus. And, and just fill in the blank. Put your own reason in. Those are some of my reasons. Those are some things you could say or do. That could be your icebreaker. Here's video number uh, video number two, video number three, however you want to say it. It's video number, we'll make this video number three. I was just using the first one as an example, you know, the recent one we just did at Christmas, but we'll <laughs> vote between all four on our favorite one. Here's video number three. This Perfect. was when I blew it.
1: Hey, Dad, what are you doing?
0: Oh, I'm just working on a little project. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What's it do? Oh, it's going to improve my videos. Come on, I'll show you. All right. You know how I told you I wanted to add explosions in my videos? Well, I thought that was kind of dangerous, so I actually added some chemicals into this candle and it's supposed to make some kind of like non-explosive light flare.
1: You sure that's a good idea?
0: Yeah, it'll <laughs> be fine.
1: yeah. <Dad. laughs> You really blew it!
0: Yeah, I did. (sighs) (gasps) I think we're gonna need a new house.
1: Yeah. (sighs) Do you think that was a big deal?
2: No. It's fine.
0: That's actual footage, by the way. Of, uh, <laughs> but it's not footage. I didn't cause that. Uh, not and then, today, uh, at least.
2: <laughs> That's what he always says.
0: The, uh, the guy across the way there was having uh, an issue with his furnace, and I just happened to capture the fallout. Now, here's Jake when we moved into our new house. So, yeah, you can see right where I'm going with this here, right? Did you, did you ever blow it? So you can kind of see the intro, the icebreaker to to the sermon. You can see how it works, right? Do
2: you ever blow it? Do you ever blow it, Don? <laughs> More <laughs> times than I could uh, count, to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Ron? Do you ever blow it? Uh, a few
1: times, yeah. Or mm. sometimes, uh, you know, you second-guess yourself. You're like, should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I? And, uh, and then you just end up uh, fumbling around and whatnot, and you're trying to get it out, and they just look at you like, dude, what's wrong with you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, it's, it's, at what point do we just go, hey, God, help me with this? I mean, at what, at what point? Because <laughs> I know I've been there, right? I'm struggling. Oh, I'm yeah. doing my own thing. I'm trying to get stuff figured out. And then all of a sudden I'm like, uh, oh, yeah. I, in fact, I remember when I first came to know Jesus and I first started to follow Jesus. I'd been reading the Bible for about a year and then I was having a hard time. And I remember walking around work one day. I was, I don't know, 18 years old. And I literally had the thought, oh, yeah, there's Jesus. And that was kind of how it all started for me. But uh, so I, I don't know. I think I think it's a pretty good icebreaker. I think uh, you know, getting into a sermon about uh, you know turning to God and and God wants to forgive us, and even when we blow it, the Israelites blew it, uh, weren't able to enter into the promised land. Mm. Um, what do you do when you blow it? God offers forgiveness, uh, and I, I thought that was I thought that was a good icebreaker. Let's do this um, on a scale of one to ten. I mean, how would you how would you rate that icebreaker? You know, and, and don't give a ten. Don't say it was a perfect ten.
2: You know, what, the I, last, I know you're. The last yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you're tempted to give it a ten. You know, because my video skills are so amazing. But
2: I oh mean, yeah, that goes without saying. Rank, rank it, Don. What do you What do you think, man? Well, Skill? the last one that you showed. Yeah, I like that one the best. No,
0: well, hold on, no, hold on. just that one right there. The last one with the blowing up, where it all blew up. Yeah, off.
2: that's what I mean. Oh. <sighs>
0: I like that one the best, dude. You're supposed to save that for the end. I just said rank it on a scale of one to ten. Okay, nine. Okay, <laughs> all right. Just, just give it a, a value, a numeric value, Ryan. Seven point five. Seven. There you go. All right. That's that's a real value. <laughs> I'll, I'll go with a. I'll go with seven point five too. I think that's a good one, Ryan. Like because you know why? There's a little bit of video work. I thought it could have been a little better in there. Colors were off a little bit, but
1: but see again, that's the beauty of how you teach that's yeah. how you bring your messages so yeah. we're all unique
0: 100 percent, man so having said all of that here is the final icebreaker video that we have for today gotta wait about a minute for this one here because there's a little bit of build up to the to add to the comedic value hey aj how's it going not bad man I'm just working on a new series of messages called What's Your Story. It talks about the importance of your testimony as a Christian. Awesome man. Where's Jake? Oh, he's out in the car. He just got back from a new Star Wars theme park in Disney. It's all he's been talking about. Nice. What can I do for you? Well, I'm always seeking to improve my content, so I just wanted to see what kind of equipment I can get an upgrade on. Cool. Let's see what
2: you got. All right.
0: And so it begins.
2: Okay, we got a nice camera in here. All right, tripod,
0: microphone. What is this? Honestly, man, I thought you'd know. I found it in my case this morning.
2: Dad, stop!
0: Oh, hey, Jake. Why, what's the big deal?
1: Do you know what that is?
0: Um, a flashlight?
1: It's an actual lightsaber. I got it at Disney last week.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. So you're telling me if I push this button, a big green light is gonna come out of the end of this and impale Robbie.
1: Yes, Dad, please, just put it down.
0: Give me a break.
1: Dad,
2: no!
0: <laughs>
1: <sighs> now that's gonna lead to an interesting testimony.
0: So, uh, there we go. Oh my goodness. That was, you can kind of tell where that one was going. It was the, it was on the importance of, uh, of our testimonies and, you know, making sure that making sure that we're bold and sharing our, our faith. Um, but just kind of trying to figure that out. And, and everybody has like a reason they came to know Christ. In in that case, uh, you know, we were throwing Robbie, the owner of a local camera store under the bus and, Talking about uh, you know how that was going to be his testimony, a part of his testimony one day. So, so you can kind of see where I go with the icebreakers and the point of icebreakers. Now, now it's the uh, it is the uh, the moment of truth. We have to add a value. What is what is what's the best icebreaker? The best video icebreaker that we've done here at PastorAJ.com Gospel Ministries. Over the course of uh, 2022-ish, what's the, what's the best one? Don, we'll let you go first because you already ruined it for everybody. <laughs> but now that you saw that one, have you changed your yeah, mind? Yeah,
2: I know. I, I forgot about that one altogether. Yeah. I thought that was smoking, to be honest with
0: you. Whoa, whoa. Don, they... they... <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you burned a hole in the they... guy's chest. You know What do you want?
0: <laughs> they, say, they say fire oh. today. The kids, they say fire. Yeah, yeah, but look at the
2: hole you put in that poor guy's True. chest. And
0: lit. It's lit, yeah. If Jake were in the room right now, man, he would be merciless on you right now. <laughs> so, so I mean, has it changed your mind? Is that one better?
2: Uh, I think I'll stick with the original. You're the sticking one with with the original? you guys okay. blow up the house. Ah, all right, okay. I
0: will. I'll reveal my favorite video in a moment here, and uh, you know, Ryan, it's your it's your turn. It's all your right. turn. I, I will say though that that's 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 up there. That's that's why I included it here. In
1: I. I I think I connect with that on a more personal level just the testimonial side uh, I would have to definitely give it an 8 ooh ooh whoa that's an 8 wow because, tester, wow. because testimony comes yeah. out of the test and, oh, um, oh 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 that's a- You know, everybody has a story to tell, but, again, that's the beauty of it is that um, when you tell your testimony, yeah. you know, that speaks to people, and you get to, again, glorify God, which, again, yeah. is our whole purpose, yeah. to bring glory back to God.
0: I love it, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, so, oh, I agree. I also felt like the camera work was well done in the, in the second one, uh, the, the CGI I thought was good, you know the lightsaber impaling a human being. A little tougher to do than you think.
1: oh that's one way to make somebody naturally
0: holy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh I this is a great episode. I get to I get to use my hotkeys uh, quite a bit. That's fantastic. So definitely I there's we were putting the hole in the holy. What, what do you think about that one? Wow. So, okay. I don't have a drum roll hotkey, but I'm going to give mine. And it's actually going to make a winner because I like one of those two is my favorite. And one of them is my second favorite. Thank you, Ryan. I appreciate that. Uh, my second favorite is Dawn's. And my first favorite is Ryan's. So, there we go. We have a winner. It is... The lightsaber impaling and uh, be bold with your testimony. Be bold with your testimony. Share your faith with other people. Don't forget to use an icebreaker, right? Right, right Ryan? Yes. Absolutely. Don't forget to use an icebreaker. Uh, Before we go, I do just want to remind you that there is a cost to what we do here. And uh, if you go to pastorayjay.com and you support this ministry, uh, what we'll do for you this year is we will give you one of these little bags here. And in the bag is a piece of Mount Sinai. That's actually a piece from the uh, summit of Mount Sinai, there is sand from the site of the Red Sea crossing, both the Saudi side and the Egyptian side there. Uh, that is yours for a dollar gift of any amount. Of course, if you're a monthly supporter, we give you uh, we give you a, a Tumblr, uh, just like this one here, super cool Pastor AJ Tumblr. Uh, this ministry also gives Bibles to new believers, and we support churches that do that. Uh, so uh, we personally give out this. It's a Gospel of John. And uh, that's just something that we're passionate about. I came to know Christ because somebody uh, basically put a Bible in a, the only place where I would ever read that was in a jail cell. I was in there for 18 hours when I was a young person, the Gideons. They put those little green Bibles in there. That's how I came to know Christ. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's why we do that. We're passionate about it. But, uh, but if you support this ministry, that's just our love gift to you for helping us continue to do what we do, preaching the gospel and serving Christ. And now... Uh, Here is a word from our I've already told you about my recent trip to the Middle East and the real Mount Sinai in Saudi Arabia. But what you may not know is that you can experience these things for yourself. And it's all made possible through our friends and ministry partners at DiscoverSinai.com, where Andrew Jones and his team will take you on an adventure of biblical proportions to places like Noah's Ark, the Pyramids of Egypt, the real Mount Sinai and Red Sea crossing site, the Split Rock of Horat, Elijah's Cave, Sodom and Gomorrah, and Jerusalem. I can't emphasize enough just how incredible this opportunity is. It will be life-changing for you and your family. And here's the cool part. You can do the whole tour or just book the individual things you'd like to see. And the prices are amazingly reasonable for this all-inclusive spiritual experience. Book your tour today at DiscoveredSinai.com. Uh, DiscoveredSinai.com, incredible, incredible, uh, experience. Jake and I went on that. You can book your tour right there at DiscoveredSinai.com. And uh, with no further ado, I want to give you an opportunity to receive the gospel because we talked quite a bit about the gospel today. Uh, I gave several icebreaker intros, and uh, if, if any of that or anything that we said today became its own icebreaker for you, so to speak, opening the door to Jesus or to making you want to receive Jesus, I want to give you some good news. All you have to do is actually just uh, ask Christ to change your heart. Open open the door of your life to him, and he will come in. Express faith in what the Bible teaches, that he died for your sins and that he rose again three days later. That's it. That's all you got to do. You don't have to say some kind of magical incantation or something like that. All you have to do is just ask Christ into your heart. Ask God for forgiveness. That's it. So say this prayer with me right now, and I assure you it will be life-changing for you. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner, and I need a Savior. I ask you to come into my heart, come into my life. I believe in you. I believe what the Bible says you did for me. I don't understand everything, but I believe in it. And... I ask you to change my life right now. Make me new. Make me born again on the inside today so that I can live for you tomorrow. In Jesus' name, amen. If you did say that prayer, you are in the family of God. You have been born again. I do want to encourage you to be baptized because that's what you do as a step of faith, acknowledging that prayer that you just said. But uh, but God's made you new, and we're celebrating you right now. We love you in Jesus' Um, And I guess with no further ado, I'll just say peace out and we'll see you next time. Later.